Welcome to Dad Up, the podcast show for dads about dads being dads. I'm your host, Brian Ward. Thank you for listening. If you're new to the show, I hope you enjoy listening. Please make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything. My guest today on Dad Up is Mikey Taylor. Mikey Taylor is a former professional skateboarder, is now a successful entrepreneur and real estate investor. He is currently the president and managing principal at Commune Capital, a private equity investment firm. However, his original passion was skateboarding. With nearly two decades of professional skateboarding, Mikey landed lucrative sponsorship deals with major well-known brands. During his career, he had over 100 signature skateboard decks, seven pro model shoes, and was one of the most recognizable pro skateboarders in the world. However, once his skateboarding career ended, he knew he had to find a new passion and was currently building his own company. He co-founded Archer Brewing Company, which ultimately led to a multi-million dollar purchase with Miller Coors Company in 2015. Since that time, he has co-founded several other companies, including Commune Capital. Mikey is the dad of three kids, two young daughters and a brand new baby boy. He has been soaking up every minute with his kids, a big kid at heart himself. He loves enjoying playing with his kids and is looking forward to raising his first boy. He shares some valuable insight into his perspective on being a dad, and I'm sure you will enjoy our conversation. Please welcome Mikey Taylor to Dad Up. Mikey, thank you for joining me on Dad Up today. I appreciate it. I look forward to uh, sharing your dad experiences, uh, hearing about them, and, and sharing my experiences with you. And uh, So it's a huge honor for me to have you on. I appreciate you coming on, bro. Heck yeah, I'm stoked, man. Awesome. Well, do me a favor for my listeners who may not know about you or have heard of you. Um, tell me a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your backstory, and also about uh, your kids, how many kids you got. Okay, so uh, my backstory, I started, well, I grew up, uh, and then started skateboarding. Uh, and then skateboarding turned into my career as a pro skateboarder for about 15 years. Uh, and then as a skateboarder, I, you know, I was fortunate to have something I loved turn into a career, but I was challenged with having a career that wasn't going to last as long as the typical one. Mm. Uh, so I had to figure out how to pivot into my next chapter. And, uh, that was taking a stab at, creating business, uh, I guess becoming an entrepreneur. And so I started, uh, one of the, the, the first ones that we had a big success with, we started the craft brewery, uh, in 2011, we ended up selling it in 2015 to Miller Coors, the, the brewery is called St. Archer. And then after that, I started a company called commune, uh, that is a, uh, investment fund uh, where a bunch of people come together uh, and, you know, take the money that we have to be able to buy bigger uh, assets with. And we uh, focus on multifamily apartments. Uh, that's what I do now for a career. And then I have uh, two daughters, uh, the age of seven and five, and we just had our newest addition, a boy, uh, about five weeks ago. Oh, Awesome. Well, yeah, congratulations so on that. Thank you. We're family of five now. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, that must be, you know, kind of going through this pandemic, it must be kind of hard having a newborn. And uh, especially with all the essentials that you need, um, they try to make sure you have everything you need as far as supplies go. You know what's interesting? We, you know, we were a little bit concerned about that in the beginning uh, because we were, when this whole thing happened, uh, for us in California, we started this lockdown like the middle of March and our baby was due at the end of April. And so we were kind of like, oh my gosh, we don't have everything we need. So, yeah. you know, we, we went through like the, the online 
kind of uh, let's buy as many diapers for the next three months, like a little panic buy. Right. And right. then it ended up not being that bad on the newborn front. The, the hard part for us was my oldest uh, going from being in school to us having to homeschool her. Uh, and, and then just like having two kids that are used to seeing friends and getting energy out and all of a sudden, you know, we're, we're trapped in a house. So the, mm. the two oldest became the bigger challenge than the newborn, believe it or not. Mm. Yeah, I can imagine. Now, um, you know, how did you get into skateboarding? Um, was it just something you just kind of started doing and then fell in love with? And then um, did you have a goal to go pro or was that just a result of your talent and work ethic? So I got into skateboarding because, like, truthfully, I saw one of the cool kids riding a skateboard and I wanted <laughs> to, you know, fit in. So I got a skateboard and then it, you know, quickly became uh, a passion and obsession to the point of like, I just didn't want to stop doing it. And then as I started getting to the age of needing to get a job, uh, I just wasn't ready to stop skating. And so mm-hmm. me trying to figure out how I could uh, find the solution to that, it was I'll try and convince companies to give me free product. And then oh. I had to figure out how to get them to pay me. And then it eventually turned into a career just because I wasn't willing to stop skating yet. Wow. So no, I didn't have a goal. I, I didn't think I was going to be pro as a kid. It was just the the just desire of just not wanting it to end. I guess you know. Yeah. Well, it's clear you had that entrepreneurial mindset uh, even as a young kid in skateboarding, trying to get companies to uh, to give you money to, to for their products. You know, to, to sponsor their products. Yeah, it, it, it's funny thinking back to it because like I didn't even know what like an entrepreneur was till like seven years ago. <laughs> but it, it is it is cool that like a lot of skaters, like you know, with skating, there's no coaches, there's no team, so like we're kind of individually trying to like figure things out. And I right. think that process actually attracts uh, a lot of qualities that that work well for entrepreneurs. So that, that was kind of a an added bonus to it, I think, or maybe a natural transition out of skateboarding and into business world. Yeah. Now I've seen a few of your posts. You've, um, as far as your skateboarding goes, uh, you, you still have a little bit of skill. Can you still get out there and turn up? You know, uh, yes. <laughs> you know, I'm hoping, I think I'll always be able to skate, but I can't just step on a skateboard and skate like I used to, you know, like I, mm-hmm. I might go skate once every two weeks. Now I used to skate all day, every day. So, you know, uh, it, it takes a lot of, lot of time to like really do it the way I like, but yeah, like I can still, you know, do tray flips and kick flips and so on. What's your, what's your favorite trick? Uh, my favorite trick would probably be a, it's called a backside tail slide. So you slide okay. on your tail and you're, you're looking like over your shoulder. Uh, okay. and then my favorite flip trick would probably be a hard flip. I think those are my two favorites. All right. Cool. Cool. Um, uh, how did you, you know, how did you transition from being a pro skater into, you know, building your own business? Um, I, I, I actually had the luxury of doing it, uh, kind of slowly, I guess you could say I started my first business when I was still a pro skateboarder. So I had income coming in that kind of supported the, learning curve and the mistakes I was going to make on the business side, which is like, kind of like, uh, I was able to start business with training wheels on, which was nice. 
But, and then as I started kind of learning about it, because I, I came straight out of high school. So there was everything I learned had to be from experience. So there was that blessing of uh, having a check coming in to rely on. Mm. As I, as I got to the point of my career actually ending, uh, like the real transition of me being hundred percent business owner, uh, became a little bit harder actually. And it wasn't so much that, uh, I had more to learn, even though I did, it was, uh, there was an added element of emotion that I didn't have prior, uh, where when I was skateboarding, I still viewed myself as a pro skateboarder and then I just owned companies. And then once my career ended, I was no longer a pro skateboarder. And there was such a big like identity loss from that, that uh, the hardest transition for me was once my career actually ended, even though I had started a business multiple years before that, that point happened. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that for sure. Um, Now kind of, Segwaying into the, your whole dad dad role, what um, what do you enjoy most about being a dad? Uh, what I enjoy the most, very selfishly, is uh, the love that you have, like that that um, that emotional bond you have with kids that you don't have anywhere else. Right. And it's like the greatest feeling, uh, and it and it happens so little. Like you know, my my daughter might come up and like grab my leg and just tell me she loves me, like. That feeling right there is my favorite feeling. Yeah, and then there's like you know there's the the responsibility and the difficulty of of parenting, but I think my favorite is just the the love of it. You know, right, right, yeah. And it's funny you can't explain that love to people that don't have kids. I know, I know. They they don't they they don't understand it. Well, it's you're totally right, and it's funny because we think it's the same love we have for our husband or our wife, but it's different. It's totally different. So the cool thing about it, though, is if you have kids, it's a conversation like this. You're like, dude, that love, and they're like, dude, I know. You don't even really have to explain it, but uh, it it is the like, it's an unconditional love that we just don't have with other things on this planet, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Now I have, I have two boys and both my boys are, they're older. They're, uh, my oldest is 21 and my youngest is, uh, 18, uh, just graduated high school. And, um, you know, I still have, I I obviously still feel that love between, you know, between us. Um, but I don't get that. I don't get that, uh, that hug around the leg. Hey dad, you know, you know, I, I don't, I, I know, I know just because I was a, a kid, you know, but knowing that it's not going to be there forever, or at least the way it is as a child, I'm like really trying to like, you know, soak in every oh, moment yeah. of it because I know very quickly I'm going to go from being like daddy to like, you know, the uncool dad that, right. you know, she doesn't want to show affection to in front of her friends. I'm not looking forward to that part. But yeah. I have to it. tell you, yeah, it's it's true, and they do grow kind of out of it, and they and they mature, and they and they, they they don't think it's cool anymore. But I do have to tell you something. I had an experience, and it, you know, little things pop up in my mind and remind me of little little things that happen between me and my boys. And I I have I've had the opportunity of coaching them through sports their entire lives, including uh, all the way up through high school. They played basketball, and um, so I've I've been a coach on their high school teams, and. Um, I was sitting in practice one day and my younger son, this, this happened just this last year. 
my younger son, he was getting ready, he's warming up with his team, getting ready to practice. I'm sitting there getting ready to start practice. And he comes over to me and he goes, dad. And I go, yeah. He goes, I love you. Oh. And I was uh, like, yeah, that's so cool. He just, oh, you know, he's 18 oh. years old to come up and tell me that, you know? So, uh, I just felt that. I felt that yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It's cool. Um, well, good. Um, so when it comes to, when it comes to that, that, that enjoyment of the love that you have and they have for you, there's also challenges in being a parent and there's, and it, and it varies for everybody. What do you, what, what's, what are the challenges that you've faced as a dad? Oh, okay. Where do I even begin? <laughs> um, because you, the challenges outweigh the, the things I do well. <laughs> right. Um, I would say there's two components that are hard for me. One, uh, naturally I am, I'm, I'm a selfish person naturally. And that is something that I'm constantly combating, uh, with myself, but oftentimes that comes out with my kids as well, where, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, it's easy for me to get focused on what I'm doing with business. And I can justify that saying, no, it's for the family, but, it's a selfish desire to feel like I need to be doing these things that I'm focused on. So I would say one challenge that I have for myself as a parent is going, put the phone down, put the computer down. If your kids ask a question, give them your full attention instead of Mm -hmm. kind of one foot in one foot out. Uh, So I would say that's probably a personal struggle for me just based on my personality. Uh, The second one is, uh, Man, kids are, a lot of times it's easy to take the lazy approach uh, in a sense of, you know, your kids do something wrong and you know you need to step in, set some type of discipline in, have a follow-up talk with them, whatever your structure is to get your kids to learn these principles, it takes effort and it takes work. And a lot of times, like for me, I I could find myself going, oh, I don't even want to deal with this. Like, no, just, hey, girls, don't do that again. Or like when my daughter asked me to like, hey, dad, what is, what does this mean? Or, Mm -hmm. or she's trying to figure out like a sentence. I'll go, oh, this is the sentence. Just read it to her. And then like, I have to check myself and go, wait a minute. You're not, you're not adding any value to her. (laughs) Your goal is to instill value so that she can succeed on her own. Not to do everything for her. So uh, there's a, there's those two components, selfishness and laziness that, uh, I'm constantly trying to combat. Yeah. And you know what, uh, Mikey, you're not alone. I mean, everybody faces that as a parent. Um, we, we all have our own personal needs that, that we have to fulfill or feel that we need, um, um, to be, uh, you know, effective in the things that we're doing, whether it's running a business or, or, or even, you know, a hobby. Um, yeah. but, uh, you're right. Uh, we have to be mindful of that because the kids, they, they see everything. They're watching you no matter what age they are. Uh, they're watching you. So you just, you, I'm yeah. going to emphasize that one. They do not listen. They see. But, and man, do I contradict myself often. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? So that's a, that's a, a very strong point. Don't just tell them what to do. They need to, they need to see you living it as well. Right. Yep. Yep. 
Now, when it comes to your, um, you know, discipline, uh, sometimes that can be tough for parents, uh, especially yeah. if they have a uh, kids that, uh, you know, age ranges uh, of, of kids that changes the discipline style changes for each kid. Yeah. And then yeah. sometimes even personalities, you have to deal with discipline with your kids based on their personalities. Some kids can take it. Some kids can't. You have to adjust that way. How do you and your wife handle the discipline side of this? So uh, you're correct. We have two daughters that uh, handle discipline differently. And my oldest, truthfully, is much easier. If you, if you just tell her you can't do that, she's, she's just more emotional. And mm-hmm. it, it, like, sparks these just tears. And you can tell she just, like, is so, like, so upset with herself. So she's actually a little bit easier. My youngest is way more stubborn and Mm -hmm. will fight you on it. And so with her, you know, I would say we're constantly changing things. We start with like removing privileges. So, you know, they get a certain amount of TV time or iPad time per day. And, uh, you know, if, if they've done something, we remove that time. And so they, they're not able to do that. Uh, if, it, it, the hard part, I will say, uh, as far as us learning how to be parents, is it was challenging to figure out when they got to a point where they knew they were doing something wrong or when it was just child behavior. And it was almost like uh, an innocent action instead of a, I know I shouldn't do that. I'm going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. I think that was the larger kind of challenge. But to take it back to the original uh, question, it, it, it's either timeouts, uh, removing privilege, or uh, uh, at times, spankings. Right, right. Yeah, um, and you're right. It, um, you know, my, my boys are the same way. They, 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 they're dis- the discipline style that I had to apply to each, each of my boys was different. Uh, one could handle it, one couldn't. And so I had, we had to approach that. The one thing that I will say when it comes to discipline is you have to be a united front with your spouse, right? Ah, oh, so powerful. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's important because, again, they're watching, so they can read that, and, um, and they'll take advantage of that. A hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. We had to learn that one as well. As even if I was doing something – now, gosh, you, you brought up such an important point. Sometimes, like, we all fall victim to our uh, – patience or being tired and we can find ourselves just not in the right state of mind when it comes to discipline, right? Our emotions mm-hmm. can get the best of us. And it yeah. happened on my end and my wife's end where, you know, it, if, how could I say this? If I was basically upset and frustrated, my frustration was coming out on my kids, my wife would go, Hey, don't, you can't take it out on them in front of them and vice right. versa. And right. we had to learn that if I was doing something wrong or she was doing something wrong, we had to support it in front of the kids and then remove ourselves from the kids, talk about what happened and restructure because they do need to see a united front. Uh, and then you start learning these, these kind of tricks where if I could tell my wife is uh, exhausted or her patience mm-hmm. isn't there to kind of take the lead and go, babe, I got this. And you sit back or vice versa. Uh, And dude, that was one for us. I mean, dude, we, you know, you, you learn along the way and hope you don't make devastating mistakes while you're learning. But, uh, 
that is a, a very big one for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, you know, it's a struggle. Uh, I agree. It's a struggle and it, and it, you know what, it's, it's not going to get, it'll, it make it easier. Let me just say that back. It, it make it easier, but, um, you're still going to make mistakes. You're still going to, you're still going to catch yourself, uh, in those mistakes. And I, we still do it today and our kids are adults, you know? So, um, so cool. Yeah. Now, what about, uh, you know, you're, you were a skateboarder, now a, a business owner, um, your daughters, or maybe even your son when he's older, um, following in your footsteps as far as being a pro skater, pro surfer, pro snowboarder, whatever you want to call it. What's the likelihood of it happening or how much am I going to push for it to happen? <laughs> well, not I don't think you would push for it to happen, but if they wanted to, would you, you know, is that something you would support? Uh, yeah. I mean, yes. Uh, the answer to this, yes. Uh, I think I would support it and also try to give kind of as much guidance as I could to help avoid maybe some of the landmines that I had to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a, like, I want them to, uh, it, I, it, where could I say, how could I say this? I'm very mindful of not pushing things onto them because I do want them to learn or get to a point of them doing the things they actually want to do. And then once they kind of get there, then I might try to assist in, you know, helping in any way I can through maybe the experiences I've had. Right. Uh, but yeah, I would, I would support it for sure. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, well, very cool. What about, uh, you know, what advice would you give to parents if they have, you know, teenage kids that, that don't want to go to college and want to follow their passion of being a skateboarder? What, what, what kind of advice would you give them? Oh, man. Um, well, I would say that, like, we have this idea that life has to happen a certain way. And if it kind of goes off track of the conventional way, then that's bad. Uh, that's, that's not the truth. I, I think I was fortunate enough to be a living example of that. And sometimes I think when we stick to the script so much, it actually does more damage than benefit. And kind of one thing you brought up is like, we have this idea that you graduate high school and then you go straight into college. Right. But I, th- I think a really good thing, regardless if you want to be a pro athlete or you're struggling with figuring out what you want to do or you you haven't figured out uh, what your purpose is or, or you have a passion, taking some time off, I think, is great for everybody to have this kind of like gap year, two years where you go, you know what, I'm going to go, like I have this passion to be a pro skateboarder. I'm going to spend two years. I'm going to see if this goes anywhere. And I'm going to put dedicate everything to it. Or, you know, I really want to get into real estate investing. You know what? Instead of going to school, I'm going to go try to intern for some real estate investors and start figuring out if this is something I enjoy doing. Whatever the thing is, go get experience and let the natural evolution of it happen. And then make the decision once you actually know what it is to go, okay, what's the best path for me to get there? Well, I wanted to be a pro skateboarder because I have this passion. I realized that like, I'm actually not cut out for the kind of crap that goes along with actually being a professional. I actually might want to go into the industry and, and maybe I like the business side. So now I'm going to gear my college or education towards that specific goal. Mm. Or maybe it's like, you know what? I've got something here. I'm going to put college on ice or maybe I'm not going to go and you go all in. You, you, you kind of got to let, let your kid do his thing. 
you know right. i think it's like we always like you always hear the golden rule about like you like if you're if your son's dating a girl or your girl's dating a guy and it's somebody you don't like and you're constantly telling you you, you don't want to marry this guy you don't want to marry this guy and they end up marrying him it's like instead of us just going you know what she's going to figure it out and instead of us pushing and her going against us let's just let her or him come to their their natural decisions and and trust that we as parents instilled the principles for them to go out and make educated decisions on their own. You kind of just got to, you know, trust the process. Right. I agree with that. And I love what you said about, uh, you know, timeframe, um, having, having our, giving our kids say, Hey, you know what, why don't you, okay. If you really want to do this and you're really committed to it, give yourself a timeframe that you're going to stick to it for this, you know, for however long it is one, two, three years and see where it takes you. And then you can adjust as we go along or you can adjust, uh, you know, when that time's up. Uh, So I love that. It's great advice. Yeah, 100%. Right. Yeah. Um, What do you, uh, you know, what do you wish you knew uh, before you had kids that you know now? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. (laughs) What do I wish I knew before I had kids? Okay. So I don't, I don't, this is going to be a long winded answer. Um, When, when I had, when we had our daughter, I was still a pro skateboarder and me being a very obsessive personality. I was, I mean, my success was built off of me doing more than everyone around me. So I would skate six hours a day, every single day with no days off. I would be on every trip. It was like, go, go, go. And we had our daughter and, you know, I started taking my wife and my daughter with me on all these trips. My daughter went on like 40 flights before she turned one. Then we had our second daughter and they couldn't travel with me, but I was still, you know, me, 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 my career, my career. And when my career ended, I, I had this moment where I had my wife, I had my two kids from the outside looking in, it would have seemed perfect pro skateboarder. Well, because I put my career above everything, my marriage was, was not thriving in in the slightest. My relationship with my kids was non-existent. They called me dad, but I, I wasn't, I wasn't being the, the dad that I was supposed to be in the sense of raising these kids to be leaders. So, so I guess with all that said, I had this realization that uh, everything was about me. And when I had kids, I realized truly how selfish I was and that there was so much joy in being unselfish. And the, the, the further I get to, this is not about me, the more joy that I have in my life and the people around me. And I didn't realize that until I had kids. I needed that like wow, you are kind of awful, dude. <laughs> right. you know? Oh man. I, I love that answer, Mikey. And it's one of the reasons why I do this show. I wanted to talk to dads that have not only been successful in what they're doing, but also as a dad, because I wanted you guys, meaning you, Mikey, and everybody, all my other guests to share your experiences and what it takes to be a real successful dad. But at the same time, you can still have a successful career and just be that all in dad. And yeah. that answer right there that you just gave is so powerful. I love it. Thank you very much for sharing that. You know what? I'm going to add on something you just said, because I think the business owners, this, this could help as well. 
when I was skateboarding, skateboarding was, was everything. It was a, uh, in front of it all. Right. And once this, this moment happened where I wasn't a pro skateboarder, I realized that the things that were important to me were failing, being my wife and my kids. I realized that the next business I had to start, I couldn't put above them. I had to put my wife, my faith, my children, that's first. And then the business comes second. And I was terrified of doing it. I felt like I had this model of success that was built off just outwork everybody. And what ended up happening was a very different experience that I started creating a business that worked with my family as opposed to in separation from them mm-hmm. and also created, you know, balances that forced me to bring people alongside me uh, instead of it being all me doing everything. And what ended up happening was I then had a business that became more successful than all the ones prior where it was, I'm here to just destroy everything. And then it was like, no, my family's here. This business comes second. Who can I kind of put in to help me continue this balance? Uh, Mm -hmm. The results were 10 times greater. So for all the business owners, don't think that by putting family first means your business suffers. It, It doesn't work that way. That's a insecurity that we just tell ourselves that, the wheels are going to fall off if, if we don't kind of give it everything in our lives, you know? Right. I absolutely agree. Um, and it's something I, I've said this before on my show and on other shows. I, one thing that I'm a big fan of is, is the belief that your legacy is built in your home, not outside yeah, your home. That's right. You know, and what you just said there is, falls in line with that. The fact you made your family your priority, it's amazing that it just just proves that your business thrives because you have an all-in family that's just, that you're just all in for. And your legacy is built inside the home. So that's it's great. That's a powerful one. That's a powerful one. And I'm going to, I'm going to take that one. Use that. That is incredible. Yeah. Um, Well, cool. Um, now, if I were to ask your daughters, you know, tell me, tell me about, tell me something about your dad. What would you hope they would say about you? Um, well, I'm going to tell you what they will say. <laughs> <laughs> they would say, my daddy is silly and fun and stinky would probably be the three <laughs> things they say. Um, as, as they get older and what I, would hope they would say is that my dad never judged me based on when I did good or did bad. He always looked for the good in things. And, and he gave me an example of what a healthy relationship with your spouse looks like. I think those would be oh. the, the goals in which I'm trying to set. Oh, uh, yes. But I don't know if they're there yet, man. They, uh, I just think they think I'm happy, silly, and stinky. They're always bringing up dumb stinky. <laughs> right. No, well, that's good. And you know what? You said something that, that hit, a, hit on the nail for me. It, you said that, especially how you treat your spouse, right? They mm-hmm. see the relationship that you and your spouse have. And that's yeah. critical. That is so important, Mikey, because especially when they start getting older and they start maturing, how you treat your spouse shows them how a lady should be treated, right? A hundred percent. 
So that's, that's so key. That's so key. Yeah. Well, that's good. Thank, 100%. thank you. Yeah. 100%. Um, what, uh, if you had to give advice to, uh, you know, if you had to, it, well, let me say this. If you had the secret to raising good kids and you had to share it with me, what would that, uh, what would that secret be? If I had a secret to raising good kids, what would that be? Oh man. Uh, I don't know if there's, well, no, I do. Uh, I, I, I actually do know the answer to this one. The secret for us is that, how can I say this simply in, in, in a way that, uh, I, okay, I, I guess where I'm getting, I know there's going to be people that don't like this answer, but to us, the secret to raising kids is having a relationship with God. Awesome. And, and we basically, we have a relationship with God that then shows how a relationship with our children should be. And that forgiveness and love and joy being represented in imperfect people. I think the, the closer or stronger your faith with him is, the better parent you get to be to your kids because it all is a representation in a pyramid aiming up to him. So. Right. I think that would probably be the, that, that isn't probably, that is the key to our success with everything. Uh, the reason I'm, I'm hesitant about saying it because I know people uh, struggle on, on that side in general, regardless of kids, right. but for us, that's what it is. And, and then how that would kind of bleed out into maybe more of the, uh, how would you say it? If people don't have faith, uh, mm-hmm. you would, I would say that, Kids, your goal as parents isn't to show your kids that you're perfect or you're always right. Like, remember that, like, you know, you're going to make mistakes. And I don't think there's anything wrong with apologizing for things you you did wrong to your kids. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, for us, that looks like because we have faith, it's we're imperfect people that are forgiven. And that forgiveness kind of, you know, spreads downward. But if you don't have that, I think I think kids. uh build more trust in you knowing that you're not perfect, uh, but you are doing your best. It, 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 it creates a tighter bond, I believe. Right. No, I agree. And, um, it's, it's great that you said that. I, I appreciate you sharing that. And I, I have, I've had a lot of pastors on the show and it's funny. I've said numerous times and I know you've heard it, that there's no manual to being a dad or to being a parent. That's right. And it's funny. A pastor said to me once, he said, you know what? There is a manual. Yeah, and that's, yeah. it's, called, it's called the Bible. That's right. And, and the reason that that's a manual is because it shows that our, our father, our father in heaven, has shown us what it takes to be a parent to all his children. Yeah. And that's right. um, so that's, that's great that you shared that. I, I appreciate you sharing that with me. Yeah. Um, now, uh, if people wanted to look you up, kind of learn a little bit more about you, where can they find you? Um, uh, what kind of resources are out there? They, they can they can look you up and, and learn about you. And then also, uh, what are you looking forward to this year that you've got coming up? Okay. So uh, if you want to get a hold of me, um, well, if you're on social media, the easiest, the easiest place is Instagram. You, you can find me there. It's just my name, Mikey Taylor. And then you can find everything from there. Uh, a Google search will bring up a ton of, 
different things on me, uh, most of them being skateboarding and uh, something to do with either finance or real estate. Uh, as far as what I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, there was, there was this realization I had about four weeks ago. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there with my son. He's a week old. And, you know, I only had daughters at this point. And my whole uh, vision as a parent was to show my daughters what a, a, a man looks like for them to uh, move on into becoming married. And with my son, it was the first realization where I was like, oh, my gosh, with you, I get to teach you how to be a man. Like, right. I give you a representation. It, it was like this different experience. And I was like, just really thankful and excited that I get to experience both sides of it, where I get to raise girls and now get to raise a boy, where uh, there's a new, there's going to be a new part of parenting that we haven't experienced. I'm looking forward to, to that kind of new journey. Awesome. Awesome. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, it it, uh, it goes fast, Mikey. It goes fast. <laughs> You know what? I, I we know, and it's like I, we can't get this thing to slow down. It just keeps speeding up, which we're terrified about. Yeah. Oh, enjoy it. Enjoy every single day of it. Well, um, yeah. yes, man. I appreciate you uh, taking the time to chat with me for a little while about your dad experiences. You certainly represent the dad up community very well, um, and uh, I wish you all the best uh, this season, this year, and um, uh, let's stay in touch. All right. Let's do it. I appreciate it, brother. All right, man. You have a blessed day. Thank you again to Mikey for talking with me on Dad Up. We had a really great time sharing our experiences as dads, and I look forward to our friendship. As you heard, Mikey feels he is truly blessed to have such an awesome family and continues to enjoy his role as a dad. He certainly represents the Dad Up community very well. Thank you, as always, for listening to the show, and as I said before, please subscribe. It is also so important that you share the show with others. The only way the show continues to get noticed is if you're sharing and talking about it. If you have comments, questions, or suggestions for guests or would like to be a guest yourself, please let me know. You can message me on my Instagram page at dataptribe or email me at dataptribe at gmail.com. As always, I'm your host, Brian Ward. Thanks for listening. This is Data.